Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. I'm Jordan Hall, and I'm pumped to be joined by the Brooke Deshra. We are live at Rivers Casino in Philadelphia. Brooke, last podcast, we looked at where the free agent additions fit in the Flyers lineup. So now we're going to start a little series where we predict the lineup. Today, we'll look at who fits in the top six for the Flyers. A following podcast, we'll do bottom six. And then we'll do the defensive pairs on another podcast. So looking at the lineup as we get closer here to training camp, Brooke, I think there's going to be a lot of youth in the lineup, especially up front, like it was For last sure. season. So that first line of yours, what are you thinking? So Jordan Hall, <laughs> I was so back and forth from top to bottom because you really, you have the youth coming in, but it's also you have... Sean Couturier coming back, you have Cam Atkinson coming back, players that haven't played since an entirety of last season and for Couturier beyond. So trying to see where they fit with the youth um, and seeing what sticks. I mean, I genuinely believe that we are going to see the lines jumble pretty consistently throughout the season because, again, there's no expectations. Yeah. They're really they're on the floor. Um <laughs> So I think they're going to use this year to see who has some really great chemistry, who has a lot of potential. So that being said, let's talk about how sad (laughs) the left wing is. We are weak at left wing. Yeah. So and then that's not a knock on the wingers that we have. It's just when Joel Farabee is your your top line left winger, you're like, "Mm, interesting. And again, I think he'll be fine. I'm I'm thinking Joel Farabee, Sean Couturier, and Travis Konechny okay. for my top line. Let me tell you why. Yes. <laughs> if you guys can't tell today, <laughs> happy, what is today? Tuesday? Tuesday. <laughs> happy Tuesday. Everybody. There we go. <laughs> um, hey, you're in a good mood. You're talking, you're we're talking rocking, flowers we're in July. We're yeah. talking about pucks. Yes. I love it. And and to back your point about left wing, Denny Breer did say that he felt like that's probably where they lacked up was left wing. So that's that's, that's why true. they pay him the big bucks. Yes. That's why he is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with me today, guys. <laughs> I just fully unhinged. There we go. No. So Farabee Couturier, Travis Konechny. Um, I think it wasn't talked about enough how Farabee lacked an entire off season of training last year yeah. um, following his disc surgery. So I think full, I mean, this, it was a really strange season for Farabee and you can really tell after the all-star break, how fatigued he was and that significant, significantly impacted his game. I mean, he went through a 26 game goalless drought 
And I just, I don't see that happening for him this year. And I think putting him on a line opposite of Konechny is good because I really don't know what we are going to see from Couturier coming back. I mean, you know he's going to come in with, with all of this energy and how eager he was to play at the end of last season. But you just don't know how long it's going to take for him to get his legs back under him, to get back to the pacing of NHL play, really, because he hasn't played since December of 2021. Yeah, And that scares me because we're going, yep, he's going to be first line center. But that's where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> so, and again, I don't see Konechny really ever leaving that top line unless it's really just throwing guys in a hat and jumbling names to see what comes out. Yeah. Um, I think Konechny last summer, last season, if he was not injured, he could have fallen into a 35, 40 goal yeah. pace player. He had 31 goals. Yeah. I think the sky's the limit for him. I think he'll bounce off really well off of Couturier and we'll see we'll see what happens so that's my little ramble at first <laughs> top no. line jordan hall no it's a lot of guys that go through it i really like it and it's funny you mentioned sean gatori i i bet a lot of people are going to just think it's it's the sean gatori of old i hope there's a level of patience yeah. uh, among the fan base with him i'm not saying i don't think sean gatori can get back to where he was i i really do think he can because he's that driven i do think sure. he's finally healthy now and i don't think he's going to forget how to play hockey but i do think um, there, there needs to be a little bit of a wait to, to understand, like if he goes sure. through, um, you know, not some hiccups, but if he takes a little while to get going, maybe offensively, uh, that wouldn't surprise me. I think he deserves a little bit of patience there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm shocked at kind of the discourse that I've seen surrounding Couturier. Because they're like, oh, we're waiting, we're waiting around for, for this, this aging center. And I'm like, he won the Selkie. Just a couple seasons ago, yeah, he was a top player in the league, two-way offensive defensive player. Yeah, nobody was complaining about it when he was healthy. <laughs> exactly. So give him the benefit. I will absolutely give Katoria the benefit of the doubt that once he is back, he's composed, he's had a couple. I mean, I'm going to give him at least like really half a season to really kind yeah. of figure himself out again, and you know, lots of new faces on the roster and the lineup that he's playing with that weren't there or were there, you know, so long ago yeah. that you, you really don't know what to expect, but just give him the benefit of the doubt. He's, he's a great player. He was considered one of the top in the league when, before he was hurt. So I, I mean, listen, I, I love Coots. I root for him through and through because I like offensively defensive players. Yeah. Sue me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And he's only and he's only thirty. I mean, he's not thirty-five. He's thirty years old. Yes, he's gone through the two back surgeries, but I still think he can be out. If he's out there and he's healthy, I think he's going to be effective. Oh, yeah. I can I can very much see it being he's still that defensive force where he's smart, he's sound, uh, he's winning puck battles. I can see the offense taking time, like maybe the the scoring touch, sure. um, the timing, uh, all those kinds of things. I can see that taking some time to get back. Um, but he's going to be effective when he's out there. And I think he's your first line center. He should be uh, when healthy. Um, Brooke, I had something very similar to you. I have Joel Farabee on the left wing first mm -hmm. line. I think it's time to really feature Farabee as your top line left winger. He is your future. He is one of the young foundation pieces of this team. Get him up there um, from the from the jump and get him going again. 
it's funny. If you look at his production last year, it actually wasn't all that bad. He finished actually on a decent note, and I give him high marks. I commend him for playing all 82 games. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, that surgery was real sudden. It was unexpected. Um, only a couple, two, I think three players have had it now in the NHL, and he had it in late June. I mean, literally totally threw his offseason out of whack, and he found a way to play 82 games. I give him credit. Sean Couture, first line center. Mm-hmm. And I actually have Owen Tippett, first line right winger. Tippett. I really want to see it because actually Sean Couturier mentioned it in his exit interview. He said, we asked him kind of like, you know, players that maybe um, opened his eyes while he was watching a lot last sure. season. And he said, uh, Owen Tippett looked like he'd be a fun guy to play with. I just think that would be a real fun combination. And to me, when Sean Couturier was in his prime, when he was, uh, you know, that Selkie caliber guy, everyone lauded him for making his wingers way better than they are in terms yeah. of just getting them to go to another level. He, he was always the spark plug for a guy that maybe was struggling. I'm not saying Tippett was struggling, but man, Owen Tippett, imagine the next level he can get to if, if you have Sean Couturier playing with him, a guy that's just going to be, you know, a force down the middle of the ice uh, and making life easier on Owen Tippett pretty much opening the ice for him to make plays. So I would love to see Tippett there and then bumping Travis connected down. Maybe it gives you a little more balance, gives you your, an all-star on your second line, um, a 30 goal score in your second line. So I would love to see Tippett with Couturier and Farabee. And you have two real young wingers. Again, we always talk about f- featuring youth with the Flyers. Yeah. Uh, Farabee, I believe is 23. Owen Tippett, 24. So you have a lot of youth up there with a player who's been around, done that. Uh, and Sean Couturier. Yeah. So I think uh, we have a little bit of difference there in the first line, which I think is good. I I think we're going to see both play out at one point. I do too. So A plus for both of us. Yes, there we go. <laughs> a perfect grade. I like your grade, Brooke. Thank you. <laughs> Catch all the sports action and more at Rivers Casino, Philadelphia. Whether it's the money line or the pass line, there's something for everyone, including a great sports book. Rivers Casino, Philadelphia. Philly loves a winner. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And one thing to keep in mind, Brooke, too, with Sean Couturier is come this season opener, he will have gone almost 22 months with, without playing a game. So That's crazy. Uh, but I think it will be incredibly positive just to see him on the ice. I think it will be exciting to see him on the ice for fans. Um, but he even admitted that it could take him a little bit of time. That's why he wanted to play games so badly last season. Right. Just to feel things out and to try to get that timing back rather than going a whole summer of thinking, well, haven't played in a while. Right. But I get that and I respect that. Yes. But I'm also glad glad that Tortorella and Co. were like, no, you're shut down for the season because God forbid yeah. you play the last handful of games. You're not a hundred percent yet. Like just give him the full off season, come yeah. into training camp in September, ready to roll. Yep. I think that was the smartest choice on all parts, but I commend Couturier for being like, I'm ready. Yeah. Put me in coach. Literally. Yeah. That has <laughs> so. to be a good sign. Probably music to Flyers fans ears is that Couturier was itching to play Yeah, that he, that he felt good. He, you know, he wasn't second guessing himself. Uh, the Flyers were just being careful and you would have to think uh, his presence will be big, will be big for the locker room and also just big for the depth at center. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe it takes a little pressure off of Morgan Frost, a little pressure off of Noah Cates. Um, just his presence alone, I think, should help the Flyers. And we'll see where it goes. But second line, Brooke Destra. Yeah. What do you have? <laughs> what do you have? So we were talking about this a little bit before 
the podcast. And I feel like the second and third lines are really going to be juggling back and forth. I feel like fourth line, you're kind of going to get, you know, the rotational, you know, you're going to have prospects coming up from Lehigh Valley. But I think you're going to see a pretty decent like moving pieces in that middle six. So, and again, I I'm fully open to like, (laughs) I had such a difficult time because one moving piece. Yeah. And it really kind of comes down to the fact that I really want Noah Cates to stay down the middle. I want him to be a true center because I think he'll just learn so much this season with Couturier being back. Um, so, because initially I'm like, yeah, like, I think it would be cool to see Kate Frost and Tippett, a really young, like, up-and-coming line of, like, youth and, you know, prosperity and yeah. Yeah. But I want, I want Noah Cates at center. And I'm like, do I want Cates as a second-line center? Do I want Frost as the second-line center? Again, I think we're going to see both happen at some point. Yeah. So, for the second line, I have Scotty Lotz. I have Kate's slash frost. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't picked yet. No. <laughs> Haven't picked. Well, because for no, for, they, they for will probably reasons. be interchangeable. Yep. And then I have Owen Tippett on that nice. line. And I really looked at it as seeing Kate's and Tippett almost as like a mirrored image to Couturier and Konechny. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're gonna have really strong defensively sound centers and crazy right wingers that they're just their games are going to be enhanced by their the center than on the lines. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's a really interesting way to look at it. Like I'm not really comparing Konechny and Tippett's game because they do vary a little bit in terms of like, speed and skill, but both very good respectively. Um, I just think it would be really curious to see like an older version of that line yeah. and then really a younger version of what Katoria and Konechny are. Yeah. So, and I think, I think Lawton would fit very well on this, um, on second line, just because he is a little older. So we have that veteran presence, but also you've learned from last season that when you give Scott Lawton the opportunity to step up, he really rises to the occasion. And with the lack of left wingers that we have right now in the organization, it just makes the most sense that Lawton's going to slide into that second line. So Lawton, Kate slash Frost, Owen Tippett. <laughs> yeah, no, I think a lot of the debate will probably be about Frost and Kate's. Like given what Kate did last year, you're like, well, he looks like a top six center now. But maybe in a perfect world, you have him in that third line center role where he's a little more defensive, um, gives you that depth. Uh, Brooke, I had something very similar. I had Scott Lawton left wing, Morgan Frost center, and I had Travis Konechny second line. Right right winger. Uh, I like Lawton there. I think he's going to be needed. I think he gives them some tough to play against makeup. Uh, he gives them some size. I probably would have slid Cam Atkinson up maybe on that second line left wing. And I'm sure that's something that's going to happen. But I thought with the other two pieces on that line, they needed some size there. I think if it was Atkinson, Frost, Konechny, it's not a ton of size there. Mm-hmm. Not a ton of defensive elements. Whereas Lawton's got definitely that 200-foot style, that tough-to-play-against uh, ability. And I think he would really help Morgan Frost out. And I think he uh, complements Travis Konechny pretty well, too. Yeah. 
Frost, I think, needs to be in that second-line center role. I think it's time to see him in a top-six makeup full-time. Um, I just don't think, ideally, he's a third-line center. Maybe on a crazy deep team that's looking to contend for the Stanley Cup. Well, yeah, we are the Flyers are not that. that. The Flyers are rebuilding. It's time to see Frost, uh, a guy that everyone believes has top-six skill level, top-six scoring ability, and I thought he earned it. Uh, the way he played from January to the end of last season. He was great. I thought he was great. He led the team in scoring. I thought he took major strides. He'll have a new contract this year. Um, he was one of the bright spots yeah. after <laughs> the All-Star break, I would say, for a season of subpar performances. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm fully on board. I fully agree that he does deserve it. And I think that training camp is really going to play a huge part of what this opening night lineup is going to look like. Yeah. Big time. I think competition, as we mentioned with the free agent additions, it's going to be there now. Um, and then, and then you have some flexibility with Noah Cates. Uh, I like him at center as well, but I definitely think he projects as like a bottom six player on a contending team. Uh, he can still do a ton of the things that you want him to do. Uh, in a bottom six role. So Frost, I think, should be there. Give him a chance to prove he can play an everyday role. And we always talked about supporting Morgan Frost with talent. Like, he's a player that that does well with talent on his yeah. wing. Travis Konechny is probably the team's best goal scorer. And so, boom, you, you give him talent. He's not first line. There's no pressure on the first line. He's not a third line guy. I think he's right where you want him to be. And then you give him a talented goal scorer like Travis Konechny. Um, I just think that makes out to be a, a decent second line. And I think better depth than maybe what some people think uh, with this team. I think there's better ingredients. I think I've said it a lot. I think there's better ingredients here than maybe the Flyers get credit for. Uh, and on that second line with with uh, Konechny and Frost, you have two guys 26 years old or younger. And then a guy 29-year-old in Scott Lawton who's kind of been around yeah. and can provide some more experience. I'm also, sidebar, I'm very excited to see Lawton on the PK again yeah. this season because <laughs> he killed it last year. He was fun. So he was really fun. I, I'm just, I'm like, listen, flyer special teams for going back years now has been abysmal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you really like, you have really great moments, but there were times in like the early, like 2010s where they were, you know, like top five in terms of like power play penalty kill. Like yeah. it was, it was great. It was yeah. exciting. And now it's like, oh, no, it's like, oh, they're on the power play. Can we forfeit that? Yeah. <laughs> and then pen the penalty kill, you'd be like, well, here comes the goal against. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I, I think with another year under Lawton's belt, like I, I'm really excited. Like I am a, I'm a fan for shorthanded goals and he led the team um, in those last seasons. So again, very excited to see and you keep giving him that responsibility. And I think he's earned the right this state of the team and also like even lack of left wing depth aside, I think he rightfully earned that spot in a top six position right now. I agree. And it's really crazy. We, we heard a lot last year about the absences of Cam Atkinson and Sean Gatorier, these two guys that did not play a game and how damaging the absences were. And I feel like you really feel it now with what appears to be those two guys being healthy like it actually creates some decisions to make. 
Like we're, we actually had a tough time thinking, well, this guy might be a third liner now instead of a top six guy. Last year, it was like you knew what your top six was. Right. Um, guys that were probably more bottom sixers were playing top six roles. Now I think if those two guys are healthy, it does create some competition and some depth there for the Flyers. Um, and I think you really do need guys like Katori and Atkinson because they are guys that have been around and know what it takes to succeed in the NHL. Uh, and I think that does rub off on players. I yeah. thought Matt Niskanen uh, was an example of that oh, when he came in. I miss Matt Niskanen. You legit, yeah, you legit <laughs> had players that guys that had actually been in the NHL for a little while, but just talked about like how how steady he was and he was a calming presence. Like sure. you just knew he was back there. Uh, and these are not just these were not just young guys that had not played in the NHL yet. These were guys that had played in the league and talked about like he just had a championship pedigree back there and how that kind of had a trickle down effect throughout the the roster. I think a Couturier and Atkinson will maybe free things up for some younger players in the perfect yeah. world. Uh, I think that's what the Flyers are hoping. Yeah. Brooke. So question. Yes. On the spot question for you, Jordan Hall. I like it. It's nothing severe by any means. <laughs> Do you see Katoria coming out with the letter on his sweater? I Ooh. do. I do. I don't <laughs> think there'll be. I don't think there's going to be a captain because no. John Tortorella has said it at nauseum. And again, respect that. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fine with it too. I do think the captaincy is a little overrated now in sports. I think. I think uh, naturally in a locker room, you you, you guys kind of know who the leaders are mm -hmm. and whatnot. Um, I do think he'll have an A. I'd be stunned if he doesn't have an A. I think this year the Flyers will probably have two to three A's. Uh, Lawton, Katoria, and I would think Atkinson's going to get one. Atkinson. All right. I was so, going to say, what was your third? Because I know my second was Lawton. Yes. And I was like, ooh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'll have one on defense. I just don't think there's really anyone, I no. guess, on the defensive side yet that kind of really qualifies as a leader. Um, but how about you? Do you think Katoria will have a letter? I do. Yeah. I do. Just he had one going out. He's like... <laughs> He's been around. Yeah. Um, he just understands the atmosphere and going into the rebuild. And he's seen, you know, a, I don't want to say fully successful Flyers roster, but he's been on the better side of things um, in his career here in Philly. Um, and I think that he's going to be a real, like, the definition of a good mentor to some of these younger up and coming guys and, you know, kind of demand that kind of respect in the locker room. And not that he really needs to demand it because you know those younger guys already respect him yeah so and lawton's letter if they're not sewing it on i'll sew it on myself <laughs> exactly so i think he earned but I, th I think he's locked in yeah so um I'm, i am iffy with atkinson though i think it might just be the two i can see um, that just just because uh, i don't know that's just what my gut's saying no, I, I that wouldn't surprise me. Um, the reason I think he he might get it is just because John Tortorella always talks about like I need to figure out who my leaders are. I think he's Coach Cam Atkinson for six seasons. I think he's just going to look at him as like I know that guy already. Right, he's one of our leaders. Atkinson, good but, guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Couturier, he's always John Tortorella has always talked about his appreciation from him from afar, uh, competing against him for a long time. Uh, I think he's gotten to know him now over the past year, despite Couturier not playing. So I think uh whole understanding, yeah, Couturier is definitely looked at as a leader yep. uh, among his his peers. Uh, Brooke, a quick question for you, too. Maybe Ooh. a little prediction. Okay. Among that top six that we just predicted, who mm -hmm. do you think could be the leading goal scorer? Connect me. Okay. I do. I really feel it in my bones. I was like, I think if he does not get knocking on all kinds of wood, if he is healthy, 
the entire season, I see him as a 35 plus goal scorer. I do. Yeah. I think he proved that last season, even though there was a little bit of uncertainty, like after the bubble, um, you were like, what, like, what is going on with him? I think it took him a little bit to find his stride again with everything adjusting back to, you know, normal life. Yeah. And he exploded last season. And I think that he's going to be looked at as one of the top guys this, this season. And I think he's just, I, I see 35 plus from him. I do lock it in, lock it in 35 plus goals from Travis Konechny from Brooke Desher right here. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta think if he's healthy. I mean, he's got a real shot at it, uh, given what he did last season. I think he missed twenty-two games, I believe, um, and scored what thirty-one. Thirty-one. So, yeah, very much could have maybe been in the thirty-five, forty goal range. I definitely think he's the safest bet for sure, just given Katoria Atkinson coming off of long layoffs, uh, Owen Tippett still kind of, you know, finding his. I think mm-hmm. finding the p- type of player he is. Um, I think a fun pick would be Owen Tippett. Uh, he's already kind of blossomed, and I think people saw the potential. Kind of got off to a slower start last year, missed some games as well. I think uh, if he plays a full season and there's a little more depth at forward where he's gotten some more, he gets some more help, I think he could take an even bigger step and maybe score 30-plus and maybe even surpass Konechny, but we'll see. That would be a fun pick for me is Owen Tippett. So what I'm hearing <laughs> is that we're really banking on who we both selected for our right wing. Yes, ex- exactly. <laughs> Tippett, stay on that first line. Um, Travis, yeah. Travis. <laughs> exactly. But uh, good to see that they're, you know, maybe picking between two really good players like Tippett and Konechny to be on the first line. Uh, definitely. There definitely seems and, to be some depth there. And um, kind of bouncing off of what you had said just a few moments ago about you know, there, there really is a decent amount of competition at certain aspects of this lineup. Yeah. Like people really thought like, oh yeah, you're just, you're going to throw all the prospects in and jumble them around and here we go. But no, like there's a pretty decent amount of competition for, you know, like if, if Kevin hypothetically, of course, cause Kevin Hayes is gone, miss you Hollywood. <laughs> um, but if Couturier came back and you still had Kevin Hayes and then it's looking at, okay, who plays third and fourth line between Morgan Frost and Noah Cates. Like that's in a perfect world. That would have been a great situation, but you know, there's, there's decent competition all kind of sporadically throughout this roster. And we didn't even talk about defensive pairings yet. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for future yes, Flyers talks. Yeah. <laughs> perfect tease. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, like I think it'll be, in, and again, in a season where you're just kind of like, where is the happiness? You're going to find moments of really great competition and really talented players kind of coming into their own. Mm. And that's what's going to keep people sane during a rebuild. Because again, I'm not saying they're going to win the cup. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the end of my statement. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no further. So, um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's so true. And I think what I'm eager to, to see is... Going into last season, a lot of people didn't really know what to expect with Morgan Frost, Owen Tippett, Noah Cates. These guys played full seasons last year, and we saw some promise. Now it's this. Now it's like, okay, what's the next step for these guys? Is there another level? Can they repeat what they did? And also, can they get better? I think those will be two uh, really big, uh, or three really big telling signs to the rebuild is those three forwards, Cates, Frost, Tippett. Can they get to another level? Um, what is the next level? Uh, that's something I'll be watching closely. 
Brooke, next we'll look at that bottom six, and then we'll look at those D pairs. Plenty more to project, I think, with the Flyers as we're in late July, getting into August, and then getting closer to that September training I'm ready camp. for October. Ready? Yeah, we're and ready. And not just for the weather. Yes, I mean, <laughs> for hockey, more sports. Sports. More teams being, uh, <laughs> more teams playing. But uh, we'll have it all covered right here. Brooke Destra, <laughs> laughing and smiling. Thank you so much. Jordan As Hall. always, a big thank you to Ben Barry, our podcast producer and guru and Flyers fans. Of course, as always, thank you so much for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and listen. And we can't wait to talk. To you.